0: Hello, 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 guys. Welcome to this new edition of Mind Podcast. This is Adit Kaparia coming to you on yet another week. Uh, sorry for the two weeks delay, but uh, actually I was hoping to be traveling last weekend. Uh, that's why we didn't schedule a Mind Podcast, but my travels uh, got postponed. But but here we are on after a bi-weekly break um, with a fantastic podcast episode. Together with me, I have a fabulous guest, a lawyer, columnist, um, and now author and political commentator as well Karthike Tanna joining uh, joining me from my hometown of Ahmedabad. I rarely get to say this <laughs> Karthike so uh, thank you for giving me the opportunity to say this.
1: <laughs> no thank you for having me on the podcast. Yes
0: so uh, Karthike uh, I, I, I added the, the, the last part the part we are going to talk about your author avatar in the end but yes. obviously We'll go into the political commentator bit also. But yes, hold on the book, Karthike. I want to talk a little bit about this. So Karthike has written a fantastic book called The Smriti Rani Story. We'll put a we'll put a thumbnail and we'll, there'll be a link to, um, I think the Amazon link to buy the book, uh, you know, if uh, is interested. And in I would highly recommend everyone to read it. I mean, we're going to have a discussion about not just the book, but what preceded the book and what Karthike, uh, what Karthike's journey has been in finding out because... One thing that fascinates me about Indian politics is, when, even when you take up one election, one Lok Sabha seat, one state election, usse, there are so many other digressions that come and that just narrates the story of India fascinatingly. Because when you talk about the Smriti Irani story, right, and um, uh, I want to preface this before I come to Karthike, what part would you focus on, the Vinin Amethi? The campaigning in Gujarat, the fact that she's multilingual in many languages, the fact that she had another position that she took in 2004 in Delhi, and she became a Human Resources Development Minister in 2014—it's—it's—it's a—it's a bizarrely amazing story. It, in a way, is also a story of India, of how India changed its positions on, you know many things as more facts emerged and it's also uh you know the changing landscape so before without further ado a little bit about the book and welcome to my podcast
1: thank you thank you Adit. so the book is essentially it the, the background is the win in amethi but then you trace back uh so i've tried to trace back okay who is this person who actually achieved what she did in amethi Uh, Because we know certain public facts that, you know, okay, she contested against Rahul Gandhi in 2014. She lost. She kept visiting Amethi for five years thereafter. And then she won, uh, you know, a a historic victory in Amethi. But who is this person? What is it about her? Because the day she won... Amit, she tweeted in the evening that, you know, a a Hindi, uh, a first line of a Hindi couplet, it means, you know, who says the sky cannot be pierced? Uh, And so who is this person who dared to pick up that stone and aim at the skies and pierced it? So I go back all the way to her childhood. uh, Many anecdotes from her childhood, many incidents that have happened which have shaped her personality uh you know both for the good and slightly for the bad as well in the sense there are weaknesses there are flaws that you know uh, understandably she carries from the scars that she's had but how does she together with these strengths and successes on one hand and weaknesses and failures on the other hand how does she keep marching on to achieve incredible success in almost every field she's dabbled into you know whether it's uh in modeling she was uh, the top 10 in miss india Mm -hmm. then she became a hugely popular star in kuki san speaker i mean she was the toast of the nation adit i mean you and i have grown up in india in andabad and you know i'm sure your parents your family would instantly remember oh yes tulsi
0: 9 to 10 was KBC and Amitabh Bachal. And would start. I mean, and, and, and you obviously did not have any control over the remote control in those the <laughs> Kids these days won't know that DVR, streaming, kuch nahi hota tha. people would actually have to watch stuff live, including the commercials.
1: Yeah, so there was actually an incident that happened. Uh, Smithi Rani had joined BJP at the peak oh. of her career as a as a star of QQSasbikabhi Bhauti. And she was doing some dharna somewhere, and you know she was arrested by the police, uh, Mumbai police, um, uh, or maybe Rajasthan police. So she was arrested, uh, detained because you know it was against Section one forty four, whatever. And all the wives of the police officers thronged the police station, <laughs> saying that, "What are you doing? You can't imprison Tulsi. Like who's going to shoot for the, for the TV show?" <laughs> so that's how popular she was, and you know she won yeah. Best Actress award continuously. You know, for year after year after year, several kinds of awards, Mm -hmm. stupendous success. Um, And yet at the peak of it, you know, uh, the show started in 2000 and in 2003, she was in the BJP. Why? Why did she uh, choose the politics in the first place? You know, forget BJP or Congress. I mean, she chose the BJP. We know that. But why did she choose politics in the first place, you know, while at the peak of her career? And then why was she selected for Um, Mm Amethi? You know, many columnists, you know, wrote that, oh, you know, she's a nuisance value. You know, she's just going to cause some inconvenience to Rahul Gandhi, not really a serious contender. Uh, So I I delved into that. Um, You know, I got a lot of uh, material on that, you know, corroborating it with, you know, many, many sources. Uh, So that in itself was a fascinating story of, you know, why she was selected for m And then obviously she lost now many politicians who win don't visit their own constituency often yeah. um you know they pay lip service you know or some of their agent or representative you know takes care of it we have seen it could them. be argued that
0: some politicians who win also don't visit their constituencies ah, but that's...
1: exactly so those who win yeah. even sometimes they don't uh, visit their constituency or they send an agent or a representative any yeah. other person takes care of it but here was this uh, incredible politician who lost uh, she had nothing to do with Amiti. no connection after that in the sense that she was neither an MP nor did she select Amethi or any of its villages as you know the under the Sansa, Adarsh Gram Yojana, you know the model village scheme that uh, Mr. Modi had. Yet she kept visiting Amethi for um, you know at least once a month, sometimes twice a month. And Amethi, you know, uh, because I've gone there, it's not it's not easy to visit Amethi. Uh, you know, like let's say if I stand from Delhi and I lose, and you know, so Delhi for me is not that difficult. You know, you take right. a flight and there you are. But Amethi, you have to go, you have to fly to Lucknow and then you have to drive to Amithi. and the roads at that point of time weren't even, you know, that great. Yeah. I mean, now Yogi government has, you know, done a great job with it, you know, with highways and everything. So why did she, uh, you know, mm-hmm. despite all of this inconvenience, despite her mammoth responsibilities, you know, she was still the Rajasabha MP. She was a minister. She was a BJP star campaigner. She She's a mom a wife, you know, all of those roles, despite that, she kept visiting a for five years Mm -hmm. thereafter. So I think that in itself deserved a story. And Mm -hmm. I I wanted to understand her mind. Uh, You know, so obviously nothing, uh, this book wouldn't have happened if she wouldn't have given me time. Mm -hmm. I chased, I pursued for a long time. Um, You know, after Mm -hmm. a while, she agreed finally, you know, hesitatingly, even if hesitatingly, she agreed, okay, fine, I'll answer your Mm -hmm. questions. And I wanted to know her mind. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. what is it about this person? You know, that made that happen. So it's really the 2019 victory, is really an amalgamation of her whole life, and the roles that she has played as a wife, and there's parallels mm-hmm. to her roles, you know, uh, in the BJP as a mother, how she nurtured Amiti as a mother, as a sister, mm-hmm. how she empowered, uh, you know, her people. She's called the Didi of Amiti so she's become like this you know sister figure uh, of uh, for the people of amethi so how she played that role you know that was fascinating and then obviously as the daughter of uh, amethi and you know also of you know mother india in a sense uh, you know she is serving uh, the people of amethi now after the victory so that all of that you know was a fascinating story for me so i that's how i got into writing this
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and what is interesting is uh, Kartiki, and I was looking at you know, uh, multiple facets of this, right? That um, she's actually uh, chosen very curious constituency. So, one, I think Chandni Chog, I think at that time it was probably assigned rather than she picking Chandni Chog. Uh, I, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm because uh, I mean, you know, celebrity fight and with the BJP anti incumbency wave in 2004, you know, post India shining and all was and the. That's what I keep arguing with a lot of commentators who say that uh, exit polls got it wrong. And I was like, no, exit polls got BJP's vote share wrong, but they picked the Congress vote share pretty accurately because the ultimate mm-hmm. difference between BJP and Congress was seven seats. And the reason why was because of losses in Delhi, UP, you know, coming out. Right. but the, the reason I bring this up is because at that time, Chandni Chokpas wasn't the easy seat that it was in the 90s for the yeah. BJP because Delhi was a BJP gut from 93 to 99ish uh, that, or actually 93, be it 60s se leke but then the of course Sheila Dixit years, the Congress actually started making significant inroads. So she lost, she loses that election. Yet she gets, uh, she gets a Rajya Sabha seat from Gujarat. But in 20, by 2012, she's one of the star campaigners of the BJP. So it, it is somehow BJP sort of um, knowing that even though the election is lost, there is some potential in terms of likability with the masses, so you give them a Absolutely. chance in Amethi, and even though they lost the election in Amethi, I believe the BJP's vote share went up by 1 or 2 lakh votes, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Oh, no, no, no. The BJP, the BJP won 37,750 odd votes in 2009 from Amethi, mm-hmm. and Smithi Rani in 2014 won 3 lakh votes. So, ah, so okay, by 2 lakh, yeah, 2.5 lakh, two almost. Votes? Yeah, We can do the math, yes. I mean, incredible, you know, increase in vote share. Obviously, a lot of it attributable to the appeal of Modi as the prime ministerial face. I think that was a bold move by the BJP uh, and his rally in Amethi. You know, he was not going to uh, initially hold a rally in Amethi. Um, but Mr. Amit and the late Mr. Manohar Parikar visited Amethi and they saw the shifting trends. And they thought that, you know, with a strong rally by Mr. Modi, the star campaigner and also support from the stalwarts of the BJP, Smithi could pull off a surprise in Amethi. Um, so that's why Mr. Modi cancelled a rally somewhere else. And mm. he went to Amethi. And that rally was, I mean, each and every sentence, each and every word is worth watching in full. And I do cover some of it in my book. Mm. That really propelled her chances as well. And also, obviously, her own personal connect with the people of Amethi. You know, from Absolutely. day one, she was uh, in Amethi and, you know, showing a mirror to the claims of the gandhi family that you know we have done this we have done that mm. uh, and she was showing a mirror very boldly you know without any yep. uh fear whatsoever so that also you know and coupled with you know strong support from the central leadership uh yep. you know propelled her chances but yes like you said you know in 2004 hmm. uh even amiti she was selected for it she, it was assigned to her she didn't pick it um, yep. and Channi chalk Uh, Obviously, it was a, you know, in hindsight, we can say it was a mistake because in Chandni Chowk, what had happened is in in the previous two elections, you know, the both Vajpa years, 98 and 99, uh, Vijay Goyal, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, a Delhiite had contested Mm -hmm. from Chandni Chowk and he had won. Mm -hmm. Uh, But in 2004, for some reason, Vijay Goyal was moved to the adjoining constituency called Delhi Sadar and Mm -hmm. uh, Switi Rani was given Chandni Chowk, which Mm -hmm. I believe was... You know, in hindsight, obviously we can say that that wasn't quite you know a, a useful move uh, because obviously Vijay Goel lost in a big way, and mm. Switirani Rani lost in a big way as well. But Switi Rani was against Kapil Sibal, a, a heavyweight of the Congress party, and you know, dynasty. Uh, you know, he's very close to the dynasty. He's been close to several generations of that family. So, you know, to win against him in 2004, one year in after her entry into the BJP, was a mammoth task. Um, so, but, you know, yet she fought with, you know, all her uh, courage and, you know, her fearlessness.
0: it that essentially the older limits of that included a lot more trader constituencies as well, which was yes. very close to Vijay Goel. So, I don't, they may have not been very happy with Mr. Goyal being shifted
1: uh, to... Yes, move, so I, uh, yes. Yes, I got to speak with a few locals uh, about that mm. and uh, the consensus, overall consensus was that, you know, yes, they didn't really, uh, you know, take it too well that, you know, Vijay Goel was serving us decently well. And, you know, why was he shifted to Delhi Sadar? And, you know, why was this new political yeah. entrant, you know, suddenly given a ticket? So fair enough, you know, it was, it, it's not like Rani lobbied for a ticket. Um, yeah. You know, she enjoyed a good rapport with Ji. Um, mm-hmm. You know, she fondly called him Bapji. Yeah. Um, so and and I think the stalwarts of the BJP at that point of time thought that you know, okay, she's an actor, she's a popular actor. Uh, you know, let's propel her into politics. Let's give her a ticket. And obviously, you know, the BJP got the result that they did, and they learned from it as well.
0: Mm, absolutely. No, and I think uh, yeah, because 2004 was the the margin was almost 70-21, right? But again, that's what I'm saying. I think in 2007, when by that time, because I think Indian politics is a very strange beast, right? Like it almost it almost humbles you as a person in terms of what expectations you have, and sometimes uh, a loss early in. Uh, I mean, let's not let's let's not forget uh, Mr. Atalji himself lost in 1984 to Mother of India, right? And and ten years later he was the most popular leader in India by a fair margin. Yes. So, Absolutely. so Absolutely. It, it, it 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 is it is bizarre it is bizarre how it works um, Narendra bhai before October 2001 he was um, he was the general secretary in BJP and yes. 13 years later, he was the prime minister of the country. So who'd have you know who'd have thought things like that would happen? Absolutely, uh, absolutely. What I, what I want to talk to you, uh, Karthik, about, and we'll we'll come come back. Is the the medium of podcast uh, gives us a lot of opportunities for digressions. So I'm going to digress a little yeah. bit from the Amiti fight to go into the politics the politics of it all, right? So when you talk about uh, uh, Smriti Rani's politics herself, you talk about an arc. Like she, she she, was in Delhi and she had a fast and she was actually protesting against Mr. Modi, CM Modi at that time, to the point where Mr. Modi called her her younger sisters, right? So uh, her younger sister. Can you explain that to... I mean, I don't want you to reveal everything because I want people to no, read no, your no, book no, no. to find, <laughs> but uh, explain in a little bit Uh, So that people understand, because uh, uh, in the times of social media, uh, people think that they have read three articles and they know the history of everything, uh, uh, but they don't know that a lot of research went into this, a lot of interviews. And I want you to talk a little bit about it.
1: Okay. So in 2004, and Mm -hmm. if you understand the timing and the chronology, you'll be able to understand why this might have happened. I did not get a direct quote from anyone. Uh, involved hmm. in that incident. Um, but I have tried to put two and two together uh, to understand why this happened. Uh, in 2002, you know, the Gujarat rats happened. International infamy, you know, Gujarat and Mr. Modi was, uh, according to me, unfairly targeted. Hmm. Received a bad press. Anyway, so then there was this whole drama in the 2002 National Executive Meet in Goa, you know, hmm. where uh, it seemed like Atalji, according to mr shori and mr Yashwant Sinha's uh, versions you know mr vajpayee was in favor of you know asking mr modi to resign but mr advani was no 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 this is not safe uh you know it, it it will hamper us electorally anyways mr modi offered to resign at the national executive meet and it was you know firmly rejected he continued to be cm he called the elections early you know he dissolved the assembly earlier than it was scheduled to be and and he won, an emphatic victory. Like, you know, the, the most amount of seats that BJP has ever won in Gujarat was in 2002, right after the riots, the elections that happened after the riots. Hmm. By contrast, in 2004, the BJP hmm. did significantly poorly. Yes, the difference was only seven seats between BJP and Congress. But BJP was expected to win a lot more, you know, the India Shining Camp and all of that. Hmm. So one of the reasons, uh, main reasons being touted around, you know, uh, by the BJP on condition of anonymity. And I think there was an article as well, uh, which I co- uh, reference in the book where Mr. Vajpayee actually is quoted as saying that, you know, yes, the 2002 riots you know could have been a factor in uh, our loss at the central level. So they lose in May, six months mm-hmm. later, six odd months later, seven odd months later, in December, uh, it, it, it actually happened in Surat. Uh, Rani was inaugurating a jewelry store um, in Surat. And that's when she addressed the media people and she said that, you know, if uh, Mr. Modi does not give up his seat as chief minister, then I would like to go on to a fast. Oh. That, you know, she was uh, lamenting the fact that, you know, uh, the loss of the BJP in 2004 is attributed to Mr. Rajpay when, you know, what she was trying to imply is that, you know, it was probably because of the 2002 riots. So, yeah, she threatened a fast. Now, that invited strong reactions from within the BJP. Of course, uh, you know, uh, Mr. Vajpayee himself said that, you know, oh, there's no need to resign. Mr. Venka and I do a scathing. Lots of articles written about mm-hmm. That evening itself, Smidhyani retracted her statement. She withdrew it. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, what happened between that and two months later? I'm mm-hmm. sure they met, they talked, they discussed. And it seems like things were, at least there was... You know, no misunderstanding left between them. She apologized. And the first public patch-up happened mm-hmm. two months later in 2005 when uh, they had met at LK Advani's residence for dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was Smriti Rani, Mr. Modi, Mr. Advani and Mr. Pramod Mahajan. Mm-hmm. So mentor-mentee, mentor-mentee in a sense.
0: Right.
1: And after the dinner uh, Mr. Modi walked out of the house and Switirani was also there. The media uh, cameras were there. And in front of everyone, he put his hand on Switirani's head, and he said, Gujarat ki <laughs> So that was the first public patch-up. But, but yeah. I have got to know through sources that the patch-up uh, or so-called, at least, you know, discussion on it had happened before that as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, this shows two things. One is Switirani. Humbly accepted that you know she was swayed by media reports, by propaganda, you know about the 2002 riot. She was misinformed, and her exuberance was also you know uncalled for. She was extremely uncharitable. She has herself admitted that, but also that Mr. Modi uh, is you know considered this like intolerant person. You know he tolerates no dissent. He is dictatorial. He's authoritarian in his mindset. I mean, smithirani is a living example of Mr. Modi's tolerance. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, why would someone who is dictatorial, fascist, whatever, so on, yeah. forgive uh, a person, you know, who threatened a fast until death if he did not resign as Gujarati Minister. You know, she made national news because obviously, and that is one factor that keeps, you know, uh, being thrown in her face even now. Yeah. Despite all of that. And there's a very interesting story. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Modi. uh told her that, okay, don't go by the media reports, do your own research. But then she owed Mr. Modi a favor, right? So Mr. Mm. Modi being the Gujarati that he is, you know, mm. and a Gujarati always squares his balance sheet, you know, in a way that's favorable <laughs> to him. <Yeah. laughs> Mr. Modi asked uh, Smitty Ji that, okay, fine, you've done what you've done. Now you visit Gujarat, you yeah. look at my governmental programs and you tell me with your research, where is it that i can do better where is it that my programs can work better what is needed where so she extracted that homework from her you know for her her exuberance that made national use obviously a Gujarati will always you know extract the most benefit Uh, but i think it just goes to show that you know there was remarkable maturity and no, and I
0: think maybe, I mean, you know, right now we talk about it, right? In 2004, again, I, I, I think she wasn't even 30 yet, right? So sometimes it's just the exuberance of that youth. I mean, yeah. uh, uh, because, uh, I mean, we, we you, you and I know we've been at it, we've been writing uh, pieces and stuff like that for a long time now. Um, I think it matures like your writing your nuance your Absolutely. take on the world matures I know I I myself was a lot more radical 10 12 years ago about my beliefs right so whoever comes, I, 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 you you are almost that person who continues to bring a knife a sword to a knife fight you know to to use that metaphor
1: there's also, there's also one thing. that I, I had to, to clarify.
0: clarify it was a metaphor because <laughs> no,
1: no, no, I, so I'll also say one thing. There is a, a conjecture that I put across in the book, you know, where if you see the timeline, you know, uh, it's quite possible that, uh, you know, someone in the central leadership of the BJP might have, you know, used her as a pawn. To basically take pot shots at mr modi yeah, yeah. Uh, because mr modi's stock was rising on one hand you know in gujarat he was invincible i mean he won mm-hmm. a historic victory but at the central level you know the bjp's fortunes had really dwindled Yeah. so it could be that as well um or it could be her own exuberance that you know okay if i say this then you know the senior leadership of uh at the central level of the bjp might be happy about it so it's mm-hmm. one of the two Obviously, no one wanted to go on the record on this. So, you know, we don't, you know, but there's still an interesting backstory to it. There's still an interesting follow-up yeah. to it as well.
0: Yeah, and, and Mr. Mr. Modi's rise in BJP and uh, from Gujarat to Central wasn't very smooth either. It seemed smooth because a lot Absolutely. of smoothenings uh, happened uh, on the backside. But uh, for people who, again, you know, memories, who serves... Me- for people who, memory serves very short, don't know that they, there was a spate of things that had to fall into place. Some leaders not being around, some leaders who were being around, but being told that calm down. You know, there was the whole Mr. Advani's letter fiasco um, that happened when he was named the chief of campaign. So, and now it just seems like Are, were they dumb, not knowing what how how Mr. Modi could take. But it's it's also. Maybe the knowledge that he could actually potentially get them over 200. So, Everyone was thinking that he better what Vajpayee did with 182.
1: Yes. So, I mentioned in the book, uh, I'm not going to reveal it all, but I mentioned in the book, yeah, yeah. that the subject of my book, Smriti Rani, played a role in what happened in 2013. And not many people know this. But this yeah. is something that I reliably learned. And for that, obviously, read the book, read <laughs> shamelessly the book. plugging it. But, okay. but it's interesting how, you know, her association with Mr. Modi first as Sabha MP, you know, from the state of Gujarat, which actually uh, I infer was at Mr. Modi's insistence. And the reason I say that is because when she went to file her nomination form, uh, mm-hmm. Mr. Modi had accompanied her and Mr. Modi was the first signatory the first proposer in that electoral form Um, so you know that and then her you know obviously her work in Gujarat and then her role which is detailed in the book but her role in what happened in 2013. Yeah. It's very interesting. No, no, but there is another
0: interesting thing also. The, the not only so, I mean, Rani has clo- close, I think she's based in Goa, if I'm not mistaken, or at least she was before up to Delhi. She one, was the Prabhari.
1: She was the she, prabhari. She
0: was a prabhari, right? Goa uh, Goa plays an important role also because in the whole 2002, yes. what you talked about, Satghi uh, exactly. Modi ji was in Goa, and at that time Manohar Parikar was only there. And in 2013, when he was named, it was same same Rani and Manohar Parikar right there.
1: So, it is. Yeah, so you uh, can connect the dots. You can connect yeah, the dots.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, and, because and,
1: and, you know, so I mentioned this in the book as well. You know, Mr. Parikar was asked... Uh, because Mr. Parikar was one of the people who, who, were, who was... And can I add one thing? North there was a
0: third person yes. also, Arun Jetli. Yes, in yes. Arun
1: Jetli as well. Play it, but yeah. especially Mr. Parikar, uh, he was asked um, that, you know, Oh, you you are elevating Modi, you know, as the face and this, that. But yeah. what about acceptability? mr parikar you know the no-nonsense person that he was you know um i mean clarity of mind enviable he said look what is this nonsense you know let's look at popularity first you know with popularity the bjp can win as many seats as can and then the question of you know coalition arises like you know why do you approach it from the reverse end of the stick you know whether he's going to be acceptable or not let's aim for popularity let's aim for the bjp to be as Electorally strong as possible and then we'll figure out and obviously then history has shown that, you know, 282 seats, you know, clear majority. Yeah, I mean, it's on. It's, and then and, and, and
0: I think B, BJP, in that way, sometimes even you and I, Karthike, I think have been probably the only ones who have been yelling since 2012 13 that BJP needs a media advisor, uh, uh, the PM who needs a media advisor who does press briefings and things like that. I mean, I I, I still hold they do. But especially after the departure of Mr. Parikar and Mr. Jaitley, who are probably yes. two of the most articulate, no nonsense voices of the government. And the the way they could articulate the the urge for that is even more because they used to do a lot of things, which were not at which which they were not really responsible for, you know, just because of their clarity thought process and so forth. So I'm I'm of the firm belief
1: that this should happen. No, I mean, Mr. Jetley, I mean, obviously a distinguished lawyer and a senior advocate, and he uh, could really explain um, every potential policy of the government in a way i mean depending on person to person so someone from ndtv wanted to you know had obviously the obvious objections but mr jaitley could even convince them uh, hmm. you know about the merits of that so his departure obviously is an immense loss to the bjp hmm. Hmm. and yes media communication has been a weakness i mean mr Modi admitted that you know when the farm laws were rolled back that you know we failed in communicating uh, although i don't know you know what might have happened Yeah. You know, even if there was proper communication, because farm laws is a whole separate topic. You know, I I think that was, Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot um, deeper, you know, issues involved in that. But yes, I mean, they could definitely do with a good uh, person who, like a press secretary style, you know, which we have in the United States. That would be good. Yeah, because oh boy, you know, the, especially the
0: amount of rubbish like we did the Western press also, the amount of rubbish that's said in the Western press without any attributable fact and all half the sources are Twitter journalists basically, you know, saying stuff like that. Like yeah, New York Times, I think two weeks ago, I had a piece or, or a week ago or two weeks ago about Band in India. Right? So yes. I was like, I, so I called my dad and uh, I was like, Dad, uh, and I asked him in Gujarati, Ki, bank chalu shi, you know, what there is a band I'm reading about. And he's like, What band? I don't see any band. He's like, I'm, there I'm is on is the no streets There is nothing. That's and true. so then I called my uncle who's in Mumbai and he said, So the reason I'm st- taking two states is my dad was in Gujarat, a state run by the BJP. Mm-hmm. My uncle was in Mumbai, a state run by the opposition. And he was saying that Mumbai so, so what the hell are these guys talking about right where does he get like 10 10 communist party of India Marxist officers you know um, uh, and, and and Mr. Jaitley had this amazing expression for Sitaravi actually in the parliament he called him the leader of Marxist Congress in, in West Bengal <laughs> so See
1: his 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 sarcasm and his wit you know top notch like yeah, uh, top notch <laughs> really at the at the very top you know
0: Yeah, I think the best, and again, a lot of people who are following Twitter don't understand this, but look up a speech he gave on, you know, when the Congress was talking about uh, fascism in India and God knows what. He gave an entire speech that was said in Germany in the 30s because they kept talking about Germany and he correlated with everything that Indira Gandhi did during emergency and he ended a speech by a line said in Germany saying Hitler is Germany and Germany is Hitler you know <laughs> akin to Mr. Devakar Barua saying Indira is India and India is Indira so yes, um, exactly. watch this Again, we started talking about this and we went into a digression about Mr. Jaitley, but you know, that's what the podcast is for, yeah. um, digressions. But moving into the last 10-15 minutes of the podcast, now I want to take take you back, you, to 2019, where the wind did happen, right? So um, 2019 was a very interesting thing, right? Eight, eight Indian elections made, uh, uh and, and I've not gotten to that chapter of your book yet, but I want to talk a little bit about this. Ki Hawa is the big um, yes. Thing that the 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 person not only the person who is the challenger the person who is seemingly the winner gets that additional four five percent bump, and Rahul Gandhi suddenly identifying moving or fighting also from Vainal. Remember now when Mr Modi in twenty fourteen fought from Varanasi, Baroda, yeah. and it was clear he was fighting from Baroda because the people of Gujarat deserve to elect him one elect him once. the Lok Sabha. We knew that was the last time ever he was going to stand from Baroda. It it was either going to be Baroda or Ahmedabad West. I mean, it was either going to be one of those seats. You know, where would he stand from? He chose Barodra. But Mr. Gandhi choosing Vayana, which is a sort of a safer seat for the Congress. Did that help with that perception that something is happening here? Yeah. And Smithiran is now Yeah.
1: Absolutely. See, uh, you know, fine. You know, when Mr. Rahul Gandhi decided that you know he's going to additionally contest from Vayanadi. You know everyone said, oh well, Mr. Modi also did it, but there's there's one fundamental difference. Mr. Modi was contesting a Lok Sabha election for the first time in his life. Hmm. Two, he was uh, from Gujarat. Gujarat had made him the Chief Minister, but he was also contesting in Varanasi, which is not a safe seat for the BJP. You hmm. know, electorally speaking, and I mentioned that in the book as well that you know it's not like bjp was getting a you know an easy uh, uh, you know way in varanasi you know yes in 2009 moli manohar joshi won but he won you know by a few, by a very small margin and in 2004 bjp had lost and, and no, and there was a, another big
0: thing also. The person fighting Mr. Murali or Joshi was a chap called Mukhtar Ansari. And exactly, a lot Muster of times Ansari. BJP Carders told that, you will give Don ko jitne doge, instead of Mr. Joshi. And they said there was a late surge sort of help. Because I think he won yes. by only 50-60,000 votes, if I'm not mistaken. in Oh, no, thousand
1: even votes. less than that. Even less even than, than that. that. Yeah. Yeah, I mentioned yes. in the book. So so yeah. it's not like you know, Varanasi was a safe seat. Uh, And as opposed to Rahul Gandhi, who was an MP from Amethi for 15 years, you know, in 2019, that would have been his 15th year as an MP. And also Amethi is this bastion, you know, Rajiv Gandhi has fought from there, Sonia Gandhi has fought from there. So for him to say that, you know, oh, this is because I want to expand Congress's presence in the South as well. I want to honor their wishes, you know, that was honestly like no one bought it in, in amethi everyone yeah. in amethi realized that he is running away he is not sure of his chances in amethi and mm-hmm. that was proven to be true and also there's one more thing i would like to say here for political mm-hmm. uh, you know buffs in 2014 the samajwadi party did not put up a candidate in amethi yes
0: yes and the samajwadi
1: party was a big force at that point of time because there was akhilesh yadav's government in power at the state level and they had won, you know, in that whole region, uh, in the state assembly elections, they had won about 2,80,000 votes. And Smriti Rani mm-hmm. lost by one lakh votes. So had a mm-hmm. Samajwadi party candidate contested, it's all speculation, but at least the election would have been interesting. But at least Chalo, right. the BSP candidate contested and got about 70,000 votes. So let's assume that, you know, okay, the BSP candidate cut into the votes of Rahul Gandhi. In 2019, neither the BSP nor the SP put up a candidate in amir so it was a direct battle between Rani and rahul gandhi and despite that to win you know i mean people need to look at it in that perspective i think that is a significant achievement because all potential threats to rahul gandhi were removed (laughs) Uh, so it was a direct you know contest so that really is a remarkable victory in that sense
0: and uh, and I want to, you know, talk a little bit about this. I think the constituency start was established in 1967 with other uh, yes. uh, Bajpayee and then, Bajpay then Ravindar Pratap Singh. But after 1980 is when the fun starts, right? Because that's when the Gandhi family enters. So Sanjay Gandhi, uh, who of course tragically passes away midterm, term and then Rajiv yes. takes over. Then Satish Sharma, who is a close yes. associate. Then Sanjay Singh switches over and you write about this in your introductory essay. Uh, which is a wonderful essay. It gives you a very uh, nice yes. uh, insight into the book. Um, after Sanjay Singh, who's also, you know, who's, a, uh, who's an all-rounder. Because he's Congress BJP. He's a congressman. So he keeps... And then Sonia and Rahul come. A lot of people forget that 1999, Sonia actually uh, fought. And then at that time, Priyanka said that, if are you going to um, vote for the man who backstabbed my father? And a lot of people say that that rally switched it in favor of Congress and I would argue that Narendra Modi's rally where he said aap poochtev, yes. Rani, hai, flipped it in favor of the BJP. Of course, they lost yes. that time,
1: but yes. that's, so it's a tale of those two rallies. Amitri, I Absolutely. Think. I mean, you, you've, you've made a spot on you know comparison, that equivalent, 100%. Okay. Only one difference. Sonia Gandhi and Rahul Gandhi kept invoking the memories of Rajiv Gandhi that, you know, mm. they did he did this, he did that, he got you roads, he got you this factory. But what about now? you know okay Rajiv Gandhi, rest in peace, you know poor soul passed away too early. But what about now? You can't just you know keep fighting elections, invoking memories mm. of you know your uh, you know, late father. As opposed to Mr. Modi, you know, Smithi Rani... See, the reason why this five-year tapasya that Smithi Rani did in Amethi despite losing is very important because she actually showed physically in Amethi that every flagship Modi program, they, she and her team are going to make sure that everyone in Amethi gets that. I think that her presence on the ground... And I spoke to many locals in Amethi. Almost all of them said that you know, in those five years, Hametul Lagai ni ke Rahul Gandhi hamara MPA. They thought that Smithirani was their MP. Because they are like, you know, vote me kya hua, hamani pataika, but you know, Hametulakta ye Modi jinebejasmithijiko. So, you know, I think that really, um, uh, you know, worked in her favor uh, and obviously, I mean, full marks to her, you know, it's going on to a, a lighter stage. note,
0: on a lighter note, Smriti Rani also invoked memories of Rahul Gandhi only in Amethi, <laughs> <laughs> that he was never yeah. there.
1: So I explained, I explained I explain <laughs> the approach that she yeah. did in Amethi. She showed, she held up two mirrors. Yeah. One mirror was exposing Rahul Gandhi and the claims yeah. of the Nehru Gandhi dynasty because chalo, Rajiv Gandhi also was uh, had contested from there, but you know, why was Amit in such bad condition? Oh, oh. And this is not just BJP stance, you know, even neutral commentators have opined about this about Amit that you know, it's stuck in a time war So she showed that mirror to the claims of Rahul Gandhi, but then equally she held up another mirror in a loving way to the people of Amithi. That how do you want to be defined? Do you want to be defined as oh bastion of some family, mm-hmm. or do you want to be defined by your hopes, your aspirations, your successes, based on the programs that Modi government is bringing to you? Do you want to be defined mm-hmm. as that, or do you want to be just continue being defined as you know, uh, you know, uh, as as uh, what like you know almost you know uh, uh, dependent on the largest mm-hmm. and you know generosity of the Gandhi family? I think that. Mm-hmm. Is what really the Amethi people, uh, the people of Amethi, realize that you know, yes, we are being used like this. That's why many I quote many people, many locals in the book, who say that you know, like until when will we shoulder the son just because of the father's memory? Hmm. You know, I yeah. think happening. No. Really
0: and I think there is there is also some merit to this, right? That this whole bit about generational seats or you know uh, dynasty seats, right? What is the legacy? Is the legacy that the 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 people keep voting the same for the same family without any expectations because that's like you said that's what they want to be known for or is the legacy going to be like that boss if you don't look out for our interests who are you and who is X Y Z we are going to exactly it's also people and there is also a generational difference also. I think a newer generation that has, that was not raised in the 90s or in the 80s, right? So see, I mean, our generation, technically, Rajiv was still around when we were born. But by the time we started writing, reading, you know, talking about it, essentially, Mr. Vajpayee became the de facto prime leader of India. At least my first ever election that I closely saw was, I mean, when I was, you know, reading and stuff was the 99 election and then post then the 2004 elections. Yes. And even in 2004, it was more about Mr. Bajpayee not doing as well as expected rather yeah. than Mr. Son- Miss Sonia Gandhi being the challenger. Of course, in 2009, it was exactly. different. So I don't have any memories of Rajiv Indira or reading about them except for these, you know, hagiographic hey, piece on edit pages of newspapers uh, where suddenly... Uh, 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 democracy was in the democracy was never in darkness during the emergency Right or whatever they did and then, then then you had Priyanka Gandhi and all playing uh, the Diwali Hindu card very well right? so um, you also have that like when Priyanka Gandhi says don't forget my father opened the locks you know of the, uh, the Ram Mandir and so so what stance are you playing at right? so all that has a cascading effect and also by that time Mr. Yogi Adityanath had taken over and BJP had a so yes. Majority in UP in state elections, so then Absolutely, BJP had yeah. become the number one party in UP also.
1: Yes, and BJP won eight out of ten seats. So Amethi and Raibarelli, the hmm. Lok Sabha constituency, have five five assembly seats within them, and hmm. uh, BJP had won eight out of ten, uh, you know, seats. So, you know, that also, and obviously the state governments, the Yogi Adityanath government's own flagship programs as well. Along with the Modi government programs, you know, those undoubtedly, you know, propelled, um, you know, uh, chances of Smriti Irani. But still, uh, I will make just one point that, you know, people say that, you know, many people say that, you know, oh, you know, what's the need to write a book? You know, Uh, there's just one answer to why she won in Amity. It's Modi. Fair enough. You know, Mr. Modi's popularity and his governmental programs. I mean, amazing programs, you know, like so many people got electricity for the first time in their lives, you know, and Mm -hmm. toilets for women. Those things undoubtedly, you know, LPG, uh, you know, so that the women women don't have to, you know, inhale fumes. Undoubtedly. But in Raibarelli, there was a BJP candidate and he lost by 1,60,000 votes, you know, against Sonia Gandhi, who wasn't really active, you know, in Raibarelli. She wasn't really visiting Raibarelli as much as you know, as much as uh, she she should have. I think the, the X factor, if we can say, was that people of Amethi were given this choice. Okay, if not Rahul Gandhi, then who? And that who was Svitira? Hmm. Her personal connect, you know, with people of Amethi was, I think, fantastic. And that's hmm. what I think, you know, slowly, slowly pushed it. Obviously, backed by a tremendous force, you know, from the Modi government and the Yogi government, um, yeah. but it was that X factor, you know, that was that was specific to Smriti Irani that uh, made her cross the finish line.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. I think, uh, uh, I I, I personally think this was, um, this was a sort of a watershed moment in Indian politics. And also, um, you know, just before we end, I mean, I don't, I don't believe that one or two are factors. I mean, they are all causes or, you know, a k or maybe there are a list of factors, right? You can't just attribute one, uh, one win to an event. And I think Karthike does a remarkable job of uh, talking about this. Uh, last thing, last question, Karthike. If you were to say in one sentence to uh, people, why should they read this book? What would that be?
1: Okay. Regardless of politics, let's say you hate the BJP. You hate Smitira. Regardless of that, this at the root of it is a human story. It's a story of never say die spirit. It's a story of never give up. It's a story of how you can actually inculcate a complete lack of fear of failure Mm. and pursue whatever it is that you set out to do. Smithi Rani is not just about politics. She also succeeded in TV. She also pursued a career in modeling. I cover all of that. I cover her approach, her mental makeup to it. And just because she's a woman and she has achieved what she has doesn't mean she's only an inspiration to other women. Men yeah. can equally draw inspiration from her. And especially I would advise young people in politics, Congress, AAP, BJP, any party, when they have been given opportunities so young in their lives, Smithi Irani's story serves as a model example of how to do the most amount of hard work. You know, she, for example, we didn't cover this, but she toured in the remotest parts of Anand village when she was the Rajya MP from Gujarat. So, yeah. That was her... Uh, I, that I, was her I, I, I was avoiding that
0: because they'll say, they will only talk about Gujarat. That's
1: fine. That's I'll uh, yes. just skim through it. So, but you know, in Anand as well, in Anand as well, you know, she yeah. would go to the remotest corners of yes. Anand and, you know, try to make sure that the programs of the Deed and Modi government in Gujarat would reach, uh, you know, and that's experience helped her in Amiti. So and another saying, thing, and, and, you know, she, we didn't, yeah,
0: no, no. And another thing we didn't discuss is learning the language Gujarati and becoming so fluent that uh, we're doing about five six rallies a day in twenty twelve assembly elections. Yeah, because
1: Gujarati, she has no Gujarati roots, sir. Huh? She has no Gujarati. No, no,
0: none. Except except for be playing the Gujarati on screen,
1: <laughs> because right. literally that's the root. Yeah and 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 last last thing about her uh, i have also covered her weaknesses and her flaws in the book so you know it's not you know just about her praises yeah. and that for that you can read the book but you know she doesn't have any airs about herself when it comes to doing a job that she's assigned you know she she's an actor she was living in comfort you know a life in mumbai she was the one of the highest earning actresses on television, yet she was going to the dusty bowls of Anand without any fanfare, without any VIP treatment and making sure that they get, you know, what they deserve. I think that is a lesson in itself, the art of not taking herself seriously. And I've devoted a complete subchapter to it. You know how she doesn't take herself seriously, but she takes the work that is assigned to her very, very seriously. So it's a trade-off. So the more you take yourself seriously, the less you take your work seriously because that, because you think that, you know, I should be defined by what I think about myself. She doesn't take herself seriously at all, and you can see that in her, you know, in her behavior with supporters, you know, with yeah. even sometimes on Twitter, you know, she engages in you know duels and that. Uh, no, I've, I've
0: I've had the opportunity to interact with her quite a bit before the uh, 20, 2014 right. elections, and SME, and I've known that trade as well. Including once we we had we needed we were writing something and you know we just needed an input on it, and it was like a, a five thirty flight to catch, and she was like gracious enough to give her a time before the 530 flight you know this is what it is and stuff so, I mean, remarkable character and uh, uh, and i use the word character because it's not a. am not this because it's not a person i'm describing you know it's remarkable character of not taking seriously I and mean, what you talk about the flaws you know when she became the minister and you know what happened then and you know with the departments with the hrd ministry again i want people to read your book and make up their mind and maybe we'll have a follow-up chat uh, kind of thinking, because Absolutely. if we have questions, I'm, I'm sure we're going to have a lot of questions for people. So Absolutely. maybe in, in a few weeks from now, we'll do a live show or something like that and you know take sure. some public questions and see what they say. But um, sure,
1: sure. There'll be lots
0: yeah, I want to, I want to appreciate you for taking the time out and, you know, coming you. to talk about this book. Uh, please, read, if you can just Thank hold you. up the book once again uh, for yes. people to uh, uh, take a look, buy it, uh, write to us, guys, what do you think, you know, uh, uh, if you agree with it, if you disagree with it, we are, we are here for a great discussion. And that's what you, you know, we want feedback. You.
1: Thank you, Adit. Thank you thank you all right guys
0: like share subscribe you know the drill uh, youtube uh, please uh, buy the book follow you can follow kartik on twitter you can you know subscribe our youtube subscribe to our youtube channel like our facebook page follow us on twitter we'll be back next week with more till then it's a wrap thank you